Greetings, you beautiful conglomerations of stardust. This is five degrees off normal. One of the main reasons behind me doing the dog days of podcasting was to get me out of my comfort zone and try something I have never done before. So in keeping with that theme, I decided tonight I'm going to share with you the first time I ever did that. And honestly, the subject matter really ties into the idea of fear and terror and absolute horror. There's a tabletop RPG out there called Little Fears, and I love this game. The mechanics are actually pretty simple, and the game relies a lot more on imagination rather than game mechanics themselves. I will put a link to the Little Fears website in the show notes. Go over there, check them out, and if it's your thing, consider picking up one of the books. So here's what I did. Maybe a year out from when my husband and I purchased our house, I was perusing the, oh gosh, what was it? I think, yep, it was the Little Fears fan page. And I noticed that there was a contest going on. So it was submit either a monster or a location or a short game module type thing. And the winner would receive a Happy Birthday Little Fears physical book. And I looked at the time and I realized they only had an hour before the contest ended. So... I asked my husband to bring me up a hard cider, I drank it, and I sat down and started typing. And I submitted it, maybe a minute or two before the deadline. And here's where things take a turn for the strange, at least strange for me. I got an email the next day stating that my submission had won. And a couple days later, honest to goodness, the Happy Birthday Little Fears book arrived in my mailbox. And the little cherry on top? It was signed by Jason Blair himself, so that made it even more awesome. So tonight, I am going to share with you what I submitted. This is my first stab at creative writing in well over 15 years. And tonight, I want to share it with you. So sit back, grab a pillow and a mug of hot cocoa, and enter the teddy bear house. It's owned by a wealthy elderly lady, Miss Ursa. She's extremely rich and a recluse. Most of the time, folks can glimpse her as she pulls the curtain aside to make sure no one is trespassing on her property, or as she climbs into her very fancy car and is chauffeured around to various places. Her house is officially titled the Ursa Estate, but it has been nicknamed the Teddy Bear House by the neighborhood kids. It's an old turn-of-the-century house at the end of the cul-de-sac. It's kind of Victorian with large windows, wooden exterior, ivy growing up the chimney. There's a small fountain in the front yard, and the area right in front of the house has beautiful flowers blooming. The walkway is an incredible mosaic of brick, and there's a path that branches off the main walkway and leads to the side slash back of the house. The grass is green, soft, and inviting, and there are trees you can see in the back that look like they would be wonderful to climb on. It is indeed a beautiful house. Well, it is until you start looking at it a little closer. As your eyes pass over the windows, there is this strange and eerie feeling that someone is watching you. You're brave enough to walk onto the property, and you see the faces of the countless teddy bears sitting in each of the windows. Their lifeless glass eyes seem to follow you as you move about the property, always watching, seemingly waiting. At times, from the corner of your eye, you swear you could see the bears move, change places, or even lift their stitched mouth in a snarl. But when you whip around, nothing's moving. But you could swear the white bear with green eyes was on the other side of the brown bear with blue eyes. But you didn't pay that much attention when you first looked. The longer you stay on the property under the icy gaze of those teddy bears, the colder things seem to feel. But you're a brave kid, so you muster your courage and venture to the back of the house. 
the back of the house feels more icy and more chilled. And due to the large amount of trees, it's darker. The shadows are sharp and long, which gives the backyard an even more bizarre feel. The backyard here can be best described as a teddy bear graveyard. Old, torn teddy bears lie about the ground, well out of view from the front of the yard. They lie in what would seemingly be agonizing positions. Their stuffing falling out of ragged tears, arms and legs and ears barely hanging on by the few remaining stitches. And the oddest thing? None of them have eyes. Not a single one. They've all been ripped out. You can still see the thread from where their eyes would be. It makes you feel really uncomfortable, and you have a pang of sadness for these poor, discarded, stuffed bears. So now you're really curious. What's going on in there? You want to go inside and have a look, and your best bet is through the back door. The door is out of alignment, and even though it's locked, if you push hard enough, you can open it and slip inside. Now you're in the kitchen. It's an older kitchen with a small table against the wall opposite the sink, fridge, and stove. It seems ordinary enough, except for the plethora of teddy bears sitting in the kitchen window. Cupboards show staples like oatmeal, pasta, canned mushrooms, and the like. And if you're searching really hard, or are really lucky, you may see a shattered glass eye on the floor, or maybe several parts of one. You venture forward and enter the living room. It has teddy bears everywhere, on the couch, on the rocking chair, all over the windowsill, and as you move through the room, you feel the icy stare of those bears, and a chill goes up your spine. Did something growl? Oh, it's just your imagination. You're trespassing in Mr. Zerse's house. At the end of the room, on your left, is a staircase heading up. The stairs are also extremely unnerving. There's a bear sitting in the corner of each step, staring that cold, dead, glassy stare. Hey, hey, did that one blink? Upstairs smells musty and dusty. Each of the rooms are filled with teddy bears. In the closet, in the bureau, in the chest, on the bed, under the bed. Here, you have a better chance of accidentally slapping on a broken glass eye, so be careful. All of these teddy bears have been shoved away roughly or in various states of disrepair. Some look like they've been ripped. Some look like they've been swung around and beat against the wall and had their stuffing knocked askew. All of them have been treated roughly, and the upstairs seems almost full to bursting. One room breaks this pattern. It's Mrs. Ursa's room. In this room, there's a very nice four-post bed, gorgeous lace curtains, a nice nightstand with various old lady stuff on it. You know, glass of water, reading glasses, a pad, and a pen. However, the corner of the room's odd. There's an extremely elaborate sewing set up there. Hey, what's that under the sewing table? You crouch down. Pushed under the sewing table is a strange type of fabric. You reach in and pull it out and see that it's a soccer uniform, bright green with a number eight on the back. Reaching further back produces a pair of cleats and shin pads. They're still warm and a bit wet from sweat. Now something starts to feel like a lead pellet in your stomach. Hey, what wasn't Amber playing soccer this morning? She hasn't been seen since the game. She was number eight, isn't right? Standing up, you look around, and your eyes settle right above the sewing machine. And there's a huge wall of glass eyes that are used for stuffed animals. They're loosely sewn to a huge piece of muslin, ready. But these eyes are blank. There's no pupil, no iris, no color at all. They're dull glass. They're blank, except for the pair in the middle. They're a gorgeous gray and green color, just like Amber's. They blink, and you hear the front door open. And there you have it, everybody. 
that was the first thing I ever wrote and submitted. I didn't really write again until April of 2015. And you know what? I'll save that story for next time. Sleep tight.